Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 91, Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, we reach into the mailbag to answer some questions, and finally, draft our you through X. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. Uh, I'm Richie. Whoop, Let's whoop. go. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm psyched. I'm what, still, what should we talk about? I, I, well, I just want to say I'm still riding on cloud nine from Saturday. I, Can we not talk about it? Hey, Punch Bunch. At this point, we really uh, got lost in the weeds talking about college football, so I'm going to just jump ahead. Uh, for those of you that are interested in what we talked about, just a little quick summary for you. Nebraska is still a terrible team. Iowa's looking pretty good, but obviously they just lost to Purdue, so that was irrelevant. And Ohio State is looking better, but we also haven't played anybody. Back to the show. Yes. Now, believe it or not, this is a board game podcast. All right. And not guessing, a college football podcast. I'm but you're just going to cut I, all of this out. You should. <laughs> what no, I no. thought. Audience, I'm really sorry if you hate college football, but uh, it's just that time might, of year to be so excited. Uh, if, if this is still in there, I'll be amazed. Right, well, yeah, I got to leave at least part of it in there. Well, right. <laughs> well let's talk about playing because uh, I understand, Clef, that you played a game that uh, – that I've only played on TTS, and I wasn't sure what to think of it. So uh-huh. I'd like to hear what your actual in-person play was like oh, of uh, okay. Imperial Steam, isn't it? Imperial Steam, yeah. Yeah, the new capstone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe Farrell uh, came over to teach it, said that you know he had taught you on Tabletop Simulator. He uh, said you didn't, didn't do very good, he said. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and how did he distinguish that from the other games that he saw? Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he told us your score, and we were like, "Oh, well, I think I can beat that." <laughs> Did he really? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you were um, confident you could beat it even before you even played. <laughs> uh, Chad scored twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah, it does it seem low. It was okay. pretty given any yeah. game. <laughs> um, let's just say the winner of this game had eleven hundred. All right, so oh wow, Woo, okay. <laughs> what, what happened, Chad? <laughs> uh, he said it was worse than worse than the uh, Vino's death spiral. Yeah, I told yeah. you. Okay. I told you. When it um, anyway. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to give you a, a pass because it was online and that doesn't really count. So, okay. okay. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, but so Joe Farrell came over and then I had uh, Joe Freustad and uh, Jake Clark. They all came. Uh, so I had the triple J to, to play the game with. And I was, I was pretty excited. It's, it's by the maker of Lignum. Uh, Herder, I think. Alexander Herder. Yep. I think that sounds how, good. how you pronounce it. Okay. So I was excited because I like Lignum a lot. I think Lignum's a really, really cool Euro-y type of game. Mm-hmm. So I was excited uh, for it. So anyway, so he came over and he taught it. And um, it, it's basically a kind of a route building game with action selection. Mm-hmm. So you are selecting these these multiple different actions. There's 11 actions that you can choose from. And you are building track. And then while you're building that track, you're also going to be building either stations or factories that will help produce goods. And then on your board, you can buy trains and upgrade trains. And it's just got a whole bunch of, you know, very interesting and good solid Euro mechanisms is what I would say about it. You do have some where like, you know, as you're building tracks, you definitely want to try to get your tracks down 
earlier if you can, because if you don't, you have to pay the other person if you go to the same spots as they do. So there are some jockeying for that. The action selection, however, there is not any, like if somebody goes to a spot, you can still go to a spot and there's no penalty or anything like that. The only penalty you ever get is if you go to your same spot that you have gone to, uh, you know, if you go there more than once or whatever, and then you lose influence. And this influence is how, uh, what determines player order. And then it also, so, cause I, this is one of the favorite things that I had about the game is these influence tracks. They have four different hubs. And when you go to, uh, to these places to either purchase workers or to also purchase these, uh, like a tunnel engineer or a bridge engineer, because sometimes you have to build in, in tunnels or, or bridges when you're doing it. So it was, so you could only go to the hubs of these or these, these places to buy that you had influence higher in. So if, for instance, if the blue city you're not at yet, even if it has all, you know, cheaper workers, you can't go there unless you move your influence up first. So you might have to go to one, like say the gray city to buy and the workers may be more expensive because once people start buying them, they get more and more expensive. So I found that is an inter that was a very interesting thing on how that was working. Overall, I mean, it was a very solid Euro. The player interaction is, you know, more abstracty, you know, like I said, I mean, you can beat somebody to a track, but there's no, you know, there's not like you're cutting somebody off, like, you know, in a, um, I don't know if you guys have played Age of Steam, but you know, like in a game like that, <laughs> um, or, you know, I mean, there's, you can't block anybody from spots. So there was less player interaction than what I would maybe hope. Like, I just felt like at some point, like, you know, I, okay, this is what I'm going to kind of do now. That being said, I mean, there, there are things where people can get to things quicker than you. So you, you know, there are some things. And I remember I was like a turn ahead. I was actually first the entire game. I was always first in influence. So I was always first. And there was a spot that I kind of snuck in and used and got to before Jake would have been able to, to, to skip in there. And your main objective is you're trying to get down to this city. I kept calling it Tresemme. I don't know what the real name. I can't even Trist, Tristai, Trist, Triste, Triste. Okay, I you know. Anyways, I kept calling it Tresemme. Uh, then they were like, "Is that Shane a hair man. hair part?" Yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, so Joe Farrell and I both ended up getting to that city. Jake and and Joe Freist, they kind of could, quite couldn't get there, but you can still like piggyback onto somebody to do your contracts or something because you can pick up these contracts as one of the things and these factories, you know, I mean, it's just a bunch of good Euroy mechanisms that are all put together. Solid game. I felt like, and again, I played very poorly because when I was looking at it and trying to see how things fit together, I tried to go down a kind of like go down a path without seeing that I was going to miss certain resources, you know, to get down like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to follow, yeah. and I don't remember what it was, but I'm going to follow this, you know, get a lot of this resource or ding this bell several times and, and see what that gets me or right. try that path. And then without diversifying a little bit, because then you can run yourself into a corner if you don't have some of those resources. And that felt to me like uh, you the way you could cut somebody off. Because, like, I kept going, oh, na- crap, so I'm in trouble. I need to get over here. And right before I do it, one of the players would cut me off. And then, oh, man, I, st- I still really need this thing. Maybe I can get down here right. and somebody would else right. cut me right. off. Exactly. Um, and, you know, there was – you can only ever have two rail links going out of one city unless you build a station. And then you can branch off in multiple different ways. So you can – there was actually a point where I kind of got stuck up in the left-hand corner – and I had to build a station to kind of get myself out of it. But 
You definitely in this game, I will say this, you need to try to build to those what they call hub cities as quickly as possible and have a factory that has these goods that you produce because that's your main money. The only other way you can make money is by getting these contracts and you get these investors and you have to move your stock price up. But every time you remove an investor to take money, they go into a little box at the end of the game. They're going to take 10% off of your total of money that you just lose. So basically Hmm. if you end the game with a thousand bucks and you put three people up there, you actually end up with 700 bucks. So, it can be beneficial. Like if you get, I think 240 was the top amount. So if you get people up to there and you're taking 240 in cash, I mean, unless you're scoring, you know, $2,400, which I mean, that would be insane. I mean, I'm sure there's maybe people that could do it, but I mean, that would be really tough. You're making more money than you're going to be losing. So it's still worth it, but uh, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a tight money economy. And it was funny because when you're explaining all the actions, there's an action that says, Go get $10. And usually in a game when there's an action that says that, that's like one of the worst spots to go to, right? You never want to go there. Mm-hmm. I would say that that was probably the number one spot that was used <laughs> the entire night. I used it one time and I, I was like, I'm not taking it. because but, but, you know, most people, they were having taken a lot. Even, you know, even Joe Farrell had taken take quite a bit of, or, you know, took it sometimes. It's just money's so tight. It's actually like a van. I really need that 10 bucks. Is four players the top? Four Player players count? is the top. And oh. is that what you played it at, Tucha? Yeah. And I, I think you, I mean, I think that's what it is. That's what you want it at. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I really yeah. feel like if you're wanting player interactivity, you really want that map at that because you are racing to get down there. And and so in, in my play, like I didn't have the, uh, I hadn't built a factory. I was trying to race down first and I can't oh, remember how I went and did it, but I was trying to early, yeah. get out to a race first. And then I hadn't built a factory and then I didn't have like money coming in. So it was just like a spiral. And then I, I just couldn't, they kept cutting me off to resources right. and stuff like that. And I just couldn't get them. So I, I probably used like four investors by the end of the game. <laughs> right, it was right. like ridiculous. Well, it's, I, it's not a double-sided map or anything like that, right? It, it is not a double-sided map, but there are different, hubs or different uh, city tiles that go out depending on the gotcha. players. Okay. So they have less on them. Um, so then I did end up then playing a two player game with my wife and I taught her and I will say right away, I think you want to play this at the higher player counts, the two player. Cause the track is still all this. There's, there's no blocking, you know, there's no less track or really anything like that. Um, so I felt like in the two player game, I was really almost not even caring what, you know, she almost went one way. I went the other way. It didn't matter. Mm. So at least in the four player game, it was a lot more jockeying for that. So, so that's, I would say that for sure, but it definitely can be that type of game where, you know, something goes wrong and all of a sudden you can look down and you're like, I don't know what to do. You know, I don't have resources. I don't have money. It's just, it can get really, really tough. So, but, uh, so it was close. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I feel pretty good about this. I think Joe Farrell ended up with about 1100 something or other. And I ended up with a little over a thousand. I was like a thousand fifty. So I mean, yeah, about a hundred bucks he beat me by. So I was like, all right, I'll take that for my first play. And I think I said he was his, well, it was his first real play, but he have had the four fake plays online. So I'll take that. So. <laughs> uh, we talked about that a little bit. <laughs> so. And then Joe Farrell, of course, asked, when are we going to get these games of Concordia going? Yeah, that's a good question. There okay. You go. I, all right, I have a proposition for you, okay? Right. Okay? You can and I'm just I'm just saying, okay? How about this for that? Okay? 
he's like five eight, he's games. Like a five year old. Like, <laughs> how about a cookie? Mm-hmm. Five games. If you and you can play them any way you want to, okay, including online. Okay. I say three plays if we're gonna if you do live and in person. So that's a lot of time for me to take to play Concordia. <laughs> okay, I, is yeah, that I mean, fair? It's a, it's a fantastic game. I don't He's know why you would want to get in five like, plays, but uh, you know what? Uh, I'll give it to you. Okay, that to organize a live play in person is tougher. Right. So I, I, I so you know what? Three? I think that that's fair. You know okay. what I really like is I'm really hoping that I that I because uh, I will I I will say yes to that. Like the loser only has to play three games, but I'm really hoping that I won't win one of these and I'll be like, okay. Richie, 1846. Clef, 1830. <laughs> oh, my God. We cannot let him win another draft. No, we can't. <laughs> oh I'm my actually goodness. very worried now that he's put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since last episode I said that I'm not playing another 18xx game. <laughs> I guess you can fire five of them up online. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been on that website? You you complain I, about the Gaia Project I, website. Uh, no, no. I really like that website, but whatever. Um, oh, my goodness. That is. That's scaring me now. <laughs> Richie, what have you been playing? Well, I was hoping to talk about Ultimate Railroads, the the Russian Railroads release here. Ooh, uh-huh. yeah, please Last do. night, I was laying in bed, a couple melatonins in me, and <laughs> all of a sudden I see pop up on my little news thing on uh, Board Game Arena that Ultimate Railroads is out. Nice. Uh, the problem is, and you can go, you can play it, you can set up a game, okay. whatever, and I had set up a couple games, and I started taking turns. And then I realized, you know what? I should probably read the rules for the Asian railroads because that's what that's, that's all I expansion. wanted to play. That's yeah, the big right, thing right. that gets added onto mm-hmm. this. And there are no English rules. There's none on Board Game Arena. If you go to Board Game Geek and look in the file section, yeah, there's nothing there. There's people posting in Board Game Geek. Hey, anyone at Essen that bought this an English copy of this, can you please like <laughs> you please scan this please? and put it out there for yeah. us? <laughs> nothing yet, huh? Nothing yet. But wow. I mean, it still plays the same. I mean, you know, just like American railroads or sure, German sure. railroads, they, it's it's the same game in the sense that it's a worker placement game where you're moving down the tracks. It's just that there's some type of wrinkle in there. Sure. So I guess I can talk about, you know, what I've discovered so far. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> and then next episode, I'll talk, you know, I'll, okay. I'll give you a full report right, next right, episode. Right. Assuming that we have rules by then. Yeah. Who okay. knows? All right. Uh, but yeah, you still have the, it's the normal uh, worker placement board. So right. that's all the same, all the okay. same actions, everything like that. But instead, so you know, at the bottom of your board, how you have the industry track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now there is a shared industry track. Oh, so everyone is on the same board and it's a completely separate, at least online. It's a completely separate board that everyone is on. And then there, everyone has wagons. Haven't figured out the wagons yet. <laughs> okay. But I, th- I think, cause I'm playing a game right now with, uh, uh, Brian Larson, uh, Jason Brent, and Ben Coberly, and we th- we're pretty sure that the wagons. I don't know how Brian got to place a wagon, but he placed a wagon somewhere. Okay, but I think that now he can take that action without using a worker. Oh, we think. We don't know yet. Okay. At least I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> next episode. Anyway, next, next episode to be continued. On this. <laughs> uh, so there's that, and then there's also so now you have these keys to the city, and at the end of the track. So you know how normally when you get to the end of a track, you'll get usually it's like 10 points, I think, for most of them. Uh, so now you get these keys and the keys can be turned in for either track movement. You can still get the 10 points if you want to do that. And then there's a couple other things that you can do with keys as well. And then so now you have different upgrade tokens when you get to those different spots. There are light bulbs on this one. 
uh, you know, those little tokens you put down that will give you some type of bonus. Mm -hmm. uh, there, so you have ones for keys. There's ones that will change that middle track. Or no, I'm sorry. It's the bottom track, and it makes it super powerful. So it's kind of like German railroads where you know how you can upgrade certain sections of certain tracks. Uh, but this one replaces that whole bottom track, and every step has some type of power on there. Uh, so that's what I've discovered so far. <laughs> and hopefully, like I said, uh, next episode, they've released the rules. I've read wow. them and been able to actually play them. There's not even any images on no. Game Geek. No. But it looks wow. good. Now, I don't think I would actually, because I have Russian railroads, I have German railroads, and American railroads. I don't think I'm going to buy this. Yeah. Because it's just a variant, out. essentially. There's nothing, like, it's not, it's not like Railroad Evolution where, you know, it's a completely new game that you know, fixes a bunch of different things. It's still Russian railroads, but just slightly different. Yeah. So I can't see spending, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever it's going to cost to completely replace the game that I already have. But yeah, to be continued next okay. week. Well, I'm, I'm not interested next in next that, that shared industry board. That's, it looks very cool. Yeah. I wish I knew a little bit more <laughs> about it, right. uh, but we just started our game. So we're just getting started. Okay. Chad, what, what real games have you actually been playing? <laughs> <laughs> what games have you been playing? You know the rules, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, I did. I, I'll talk about a game that I just got into. We were talking about Jake, and in the recent uh, sort of gaming retreat we had that we've talked about in the past, one of the things that I got into um, just recently is uh, Android Netrunner. So this, this has been discontinued. I would say, isn't that dead? Yeah. Okay. But uh, there is a, you can get, um, I think you can go online onto the website. I, I just found a link, but it's called Project Nisei. That's N-I-S-E-I. -E and they're a card printing company. This is a card printing company. Um, and it, I don't think that that's the name of the company itself, but uh, I think this is where the, the company that people have gone through to get their glory to Rome, cards printed and stuff like that. But anyway, this Nisei is uh, basically reprinting all the old Android Netrunner stuff. Um, and so I got a starter deck and then some deck building decks. Uh, so I asked uh, Jake, who has played it a lot and taught it a few times too, to teach me how to play it because it's an asymmetrical card game for those who don't know much about it designed by Richard Garfield. And, um, it's basically like one person is a corporation and the other person is the net runner or the hacker. And the hacker basically wants to hack into the programs of the corporation and, and basically kind of take away the, the, uh, servers or whatever that they're running I'm, I'm i apologize if i i mess up my terminology because that's what makes one of the that's one of the things that makes this game hard to learn your hand mm -hmm. of cards is called your grip and you know so there's all these kind of technical yeah, and then the corp it's like their their deck is like r&d deck or yeah, whatever yeah exactly um but it is interesting and uh, so you have like you have a certain number of actions i think the the, the runner gets uh one more action uh, every time than the corporation does, but the corporation gets to start their turn basically with drawing a card too, which makes it easier to be able to do things. But uh, I played a deck. I played the the hacker, and I played a deck that was just big into money. So every time I, I got these hacks, I would get more money, and the money helped me do different things. And then I was trying to res or break the ice. Like the corporation had ice, which is basically like security systems in like front of firewall. Yep. Basically. Yep. Yep. And so you're trying to break through the firewall and then get these, 
get the cards that are face down that the corporation puts out before they can like kind of turn them face up as opportunities. That's really kind of the push and pull of the game. And so you're trying to do that before the the corporation is able to do it basically. And uh, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it and it didn't help. It didn't hurt that Jake had some kind of some blinged out resources and stuff like that, but it was fun. I, I can see what people like about this game and I can see, um, with a game like this, how it would be fun to deck build. Like, you know, I, I want to try out my hacker deck that has some interesting wrinkles against, you know, what your corporation does. So, so the, the place where you're getting it printed, are they like redoing like the art and everything themselves or no, it looks like, and I went through and looked at my deck cause we played with his decks that mm -hmm. he had already made. I went back through and the art looks to be the same as the ones that, hmm. that were okay. in there originally. So, yeah, that's one that I, I bought it a long time ago because I love the theme and I love the idea of just a little two player game that you can go back and forth with. But I could not get through that rule book. It is mm. tough. And I just ended up selling it. Just a bad, bad rule book or it's just it's one of those games and you've been through them where in order to be thematic, everything has a different name. And so you're constantly you, you have a wall up between you from learning everything because everything is something you're not familiar with. So instead of a hand of cards, like I said, it's like, take this from your grip and put this. Yeah, this but they don't really call it out like no, in the rules. They and don't then tell you, you know, a couple of pages on the road, you're like, oh, they're talking about my hand of cards. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you got to go back and try to read it again, understanding that. And then yeah. there's just a bunch of that. In there. Is there wanted, any good things on Board Game Geek to help people out if they, you know, there are, I think even here, uh, if you go to it, there's some resources. I went to YouTube when I first got it and there are some very lengthy like teaches and playthroughs. Uh, I wish I could think of, there's a Marvel Champions uh, site that these guys have, uh, always play what what comes out of Marvel Champions, and they um, and they're a card subscription service too. So you can go through them, and you can they'll send you the new packs. But these guys have always done like those kind of LCGs or CCG kind of stuff. And I, I wish I could remember the name of them on YouTube, but they do a really good job of in depth teach and deck building too. So if you if you YouTube it, you'll find some some decent teaching videos as well. And you can get all the cards. I know they had quite a few, right? I don't know. Like again, I am not as well versed in the original game, but I I got the starter deck, and then I got a couple of deck building decks. You know, like gotcha. just like here you go. Once you played this a few times, now take these decks, and you can kind of make and play with some of the. Now is this building. something you're hoping to get Finn into? I don't think. I don't think. I don't know. Finn likes the idea of, of hacking and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Uh, I need to, I need to play it more certainly so that I could have a good, easy teach for Finn. Um, okay. But I, I would be actually the way that Richie and I play Matai and I sometimes like I mm -hmm. could see myself if I, if I got it down, teaching it to Richie and having a good couple quick games of it. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm definitely up for learning it. It's one that I've always wanted to try. I'd watch you guys. <laughs> <laughs> there's no blocks. There's no neoprene mat. So Ugh, all yeah, right, you're out. out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm, I think we want to reach into that mailbag. Yeah, we got a, we got a few wow. in there this time. All wow. Right. Yeah, we Let's did get a good it. response. People are, are sending some good stuff. Hey, Punch Bunch. Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bitspace at Etsy.com and order yours today 
And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. All right, fellas, we've got a couple questions. We're going to start with one from uh, Jonathan Garrett. And his question is, what city, country, area of the world always has you slightly more interested when discovering new games based on the theme slash setting alone? I'm going to go to Chad first because I'm, I'm going to give Clef some time to think because I don't know. Oh, I got, okay. I got you don't know what he's going to come up with? I have zero clue what he's going to uh, say. I, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of places in Western Europe that, uh, that are interesting to me. Um, I like... I think I would like to, if, if I had a trip that I could take next, if um, it would be Italy. Italy would be at the top of my list. A, because of the food, the art, the ar- architecture, the, you know, just, you know, Tuscany, have some have some wine and Italian food. Oh, my gosh. All of that sounds sounds great. But I would love to, you know, go to Rome and, that's, and, and see Venice. You know, like all those things are just so very um, distinct. And, uh, and so I think, like, even... Um, Murano, right? The the glass, the glass place, the place that's known for. Oh, all yeah, its beautiful I remember glass. we played that. Yeah, one. Okay. yeah, yeah. Like and the, and the canals there and stuff. The, those kinds of things are really interesting to me, and so, um, and and very like I said, distinct. And so usually when they're in in a game, they seem to have the the flavor of those locales in there, and the ones that I played. So I really enjoy that. I would say. Nice, Clef. Did you come up with something? I've, I mean, I got lots of answers. All right, let's, here. Let's, um, let's hear it. Uh, well, for me, I mean, for theme wise, I mean, uh, anything Roman is a very, you know, I, so, I mean, that would go along with Chad's thing. I mean, that I agree. I would love to visit Italy and just see, you know, the Coliseum and just see all those amazing things, but that definitely draws me into a board game, uh, that type of theme. Um, I mean, I think unique themes sometimes, you know, and I don't know that's, you know, uh, recently I've been playing and I'll, I'll talk about this more in a future podcast, but I'm just going to throw it out here. Um, things that I don't know a lot about, and I've been playing, uh, trying to play Nevsky, which is set in the uh, 1240 to 1242. And it's it's kind of the 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 Teutons versus the, the Russ, which is, a, the, you know, a precursor to Russia. And, uh, I'm, I'm interested just because it's, it's history. I don't know a lot about, you know, so sometimes that right now is, is almost more of a draw for me to like, what is new and interesting, you know? And that's one of the things, I mean, when, when some of these coin games come out, it's just like a, I don't know anything about this and it's really cool to learn that. So Stop looking at me, Chad, like I'm a foreign person who you don't know anymore. Yep. Um, I, I was just thinking I was just thinking it would be fun to go back and compare with old Clef. Do you remember that draft we did with Cole Worley about games sure. that you want make you yeah. want to know more about a subject? Yeah. He had some great ones in there. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, I would I would encourage our punch punch to to go back because he had some really cracking ones. But um but it would be fun to revisit that draft yeah. at some point. Yeah, I don't know. What about you, Richie? And I'm kinda in the same boat. I, I like just different things. There's no like region of the world that really draws me in, but like like the new coin game uh, that's in feudal Japan. I think it's like oh, pure yeah. land. Okay. I think that's what it's called. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And then I also, I mean, I love, you know, anything dystopian. So, I mean, that could be anywhere. So anywhere where, you know, the world is falling apart, that's set like way in the future, like Mad Max type okay. thing. Okay. I'm usually drawn to, but yeah, right now it's just anything new. Okay. It's okay. nice to see different themes. Uh, especially if they're based in, you know, real 
right. world history. Look at uh, you guys sitting around talking about theme and board games. <laughs> <laughs> Go play your 18xxs. All right. Uh, I would like to point out here that uh, Jonathan is from New Zealand, which... I mean, that would be somewhere I would really love to visit one day. Same here, too. I mean, sure. uh, obviously, uh, I would like to go see where the uh, where the dragons are down there, and where the uh, where <laughs> the hobbits, uh, where the where Cersei you is. See the, <laughs> did you see the trailer for the the prequel? I did. You that got trailer excited? was terrible. You, you still got to be excited. There's gonna I'm be dragons excited, everywhere. Excited, but that trailer was just like bad. He's referring to the Game of Dragons. Great Game of Thrones prequel, right? Yeah, House of yeah. Dragons. House of Dragons. House yeah. of Dragons. Yeah. I'm just the preview did not do. If I didn't know anything about it, I would have been like, "That looks stupid." Of course, <laughs> yes, I'm excited about it. I mean, it is different writers. Let so. me just say that I I bad. feel really uh, this this that series has a lot riding on it, right? Because like as soon as Game of Thrones finished, they were like T-shirt deals and this, and then nobody wanted any of it anymore. It was like <laughs> everything was on clearance for Game of Thrones. <laughs> there was all this stuff that they were hoping to sell Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, and it just sort of ended that. So now this new series has to really revive it, I think. But yeah, uh, we'll I see. Mean, it's a, you're right. It's all different people though, so you never know. You never know. If Maybe. we're talking um, fantasy, I'm more excited about but, the. Uh, Amazon Prime's uh, Wheel of Time series, actually, that, that'll be cool. I think. Usually, I don't like, I don't like it when they go, you know, prequel because you. And it's like, okay, well, I eventually always know what happens, you know. Mm, mm. But uh, one of my favorite shows on television, which I'm so looking forward to, the last season, Better Call Saul. I, I'm still saying it. I still think, in general terms, I think it's better than Breaking Bad. I know that's people are crazy, uh, think hmm. I'm crazy, but. That show is so, I mean, Bob Ordenkirk is just. He's great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. I'm just amazing. Sorry, I'm hitting the table. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, p- people, I don't know that people are listening <laughs> to uh, get their television watching tips from the man who loves Eurotrip, but you know, that's that's all right. A little bit of a Joe Freustad will because he loves that movie too. <laughs> I mean, love is such a strong word. Yeah, uh, isn't it? You like it or you, you love it? I mean, I, oh, let's, okay. It's been like two years probably since I've watched it. So it's not like that's, I'm like, That's you know, actually very recent. Two, <laughs> year, two yeah, years, years ago. Whatever. Two years. Well, think about board game clef from two years ago. That's way different. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I might watch it now and hate it. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, All right. Yeah. What, 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 what else we got there? In All there? right. So the you, other thank question. Thank you, by the way, to, to Jonathan. Yes. Thank you very yeah. much. And Down then under. The other, <laughs> <laughs> the other question uh, that we got is from Jason Brent, and it's, what is your favorite beer and pretzel game? And for extra credit, what is your favorite beverage or favorite game time snack? You want me to go first? Sure. Yeah, yeah I want to okay. hear this. My favorite beer and pretzel game, probably like Madeira or... Uh, <laughs> I mean, compared to a coin game, <laughs> no. Um, I, I, mean, I could honestly say, you know, like... <laughs> Like for you, like sometimes like when we like if we have like an hour before Chad's going to be here, like yeah. before recording, like, you know, we can knock out Great Western Trail in like 45 minutes. Easily. Santa Maria. Boom. Yeah. You know, easy. So, easy. I mean, it just it does depend on the group. Yeah. But, but I if think we're talking fun. Yeah, having yeah, a good yeah, old time. Yeah. Uh, Skull King still is is king. I mean, there just is never. Uh, I didn't even mean that as a pun, but literally <laughs> there that game is so much fun and so much, you know, especially when we do the blind bidding at the end. I mean, it's just. It just always brings excitement and fun. So, I mean, I, I would definitely say Skull King for me. And uh, for snap, I got to have my Coke Zero. So, I got to have my <laughs> yep. Coke Zero. Yeah. And then um, after that, I'm, you know, I'm okay. A little bit here or there. I do like those, uh, 
those pr- peanut butter pretzels. Uh, Corey oh, the ones that are filled to, with yeah, peanut butter? Yeah. Yeah, he always used to have those over at his place, and now I've been getting them. And uh, I might be getting a little old, sick of them now because I've eaten so many of them. But uh, <laughs> I, I like those. But otherwise, you know, I, I don't have a lot of snacks. I mean, you know, obviously you don't want to have too much at the gaming table. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe beef pizza. Does that count? That'd be Dan Smith for That'd sure. That'd be Dan Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What about you, Chad? Well, I would say uh, somewhere along those lines, same kind of thing. Like any trick-taking game or anything that has bluffing in it, you know, or anything where you can goad, you know, goad each other and, and kind of poke at each other. So, you know, like I said, Steak Elm or Stickum is one of the favorites at our house. Um, we, we even like, Skull, you know, I mean, you know, that, that where you're just like going bid, bid, oh, bid. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah. about that one. That's you know, a good one. Yeah. That, that's just kind of, you know, that's just kind of goading each other into into certain things. So I, I really like that one too. And even, and we've talked about it before, but even Sheriff of Nottingham, when you're just really kind of leaning into each other and negotiating, like, hey, no, it's, it's okay. I'll give you $5 to check his bag. No, give you, you know, and, and, uh, so those are the kind of games I enjoy. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and I would say, you know, hey, Give me a bang or a Mountain Dew Zero, and I'm good. <laughs> and uh, or the energy drink. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. energy drink bang. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 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 We should, yeah. should say that completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or uh, or an eight ball. Uh, but but and then and then some animal crackers. I like animal crackers. <laughs> I've never seen you eat animal crackers. No. <laughs> You're like the hippo or the giraffe. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, well, hey, Richie. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm in the same uh, boat as far as uh, I think of card games when I think of beer and pretzel games. But lately, though, we've been playing a lot of uh, Celestio with. Uh, Jessica's family, which is oh. Cloud Nine, which is the reprint yeah. of Cloud Nine. Oh, yeah, my uh, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, good bluffing. You you know try to uh-huh. get people to come on the ship with you, especially when you're going down. Oh yeah. Or oh. if uh, we have a couple expansions for it, uh, but there's one card where you know they they think they're moving on, but you pull them back and they stay right where they are, and they've wasted all their cards on that, and they have to stay there and do it again. But uh, yeah, I, I would say that that's probably lately the one that we've been playing a lot. Uh, Josh. Uh, played that game with his family and when he taught it uh to some his family and some friends he thought you had to be the captain for like the entire thing so oh, like, <laughs> that'd be terrible they just, they'd get a few things and then they'd crash they get a few things mm-hmm. and then they'd crash and they didn't realize that it was kind of funny yeah. <laughs> uh, but we got a lot of responses to this in our slack chat uh and and evan even called out lords of vegas which i would agree yeah. it's slightly too long yeah. For what I would consider a beer and pretzels game, but it definitely like to play that game well. You got to act like you're in Vegas. Cool. Yeah, you want to you want to feel like, and that's why I like my new casino chips. You want to feel like it's uh, it's uh, you know, you're at a casino and you're, yeah, you know, and 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 the the game is if you don't have people betting in each other's casinos, that's not a fun game to me. Like no. you, that that's part of what that game is. So that could be a good beer and pretzels if you got a good group doing it. Sure. Yeah, that's, sure. that's into but, it. But I suppose Definitely. that could be any, you know, yeah. right, you get right, a game right, right. where nobody's into it. What's the it uh, yeah. what's the block game that we that we we like to play too? Um, the estates. Yes, the estates. Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why you cannot remember that title. Uh, anytime you start to talk about a game, yeah. I'm almost like he's probably talking about the estates. <laughs> yeah, and his name's why. on the box. I would say, yeah, you're on the box. His name is on the box. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what that is. But, uh, it's a great game for beer and pretzels. Uh, though, in my mind. <laughs> But uh, honestly, like when they were playing Friedrich, like 
when he gets around Brenton, Dan, pretty much every game is a beer oh, and pretzel yeah, game. Yeah. Oh, that was a fun game. Were you like lifting? We you were, were doing lifting, the bridge and we were lifting up the table. <laughs> they we weren't were even the playing doorway. the game at that point. They were playing limbo <laughs> yeah. with the table. So when anybody have to come through, we would have to lift the table. It was the bridge. So you had to <laughs> yeah. go That's funny. Uh, well, that just shows uh, you the board. The board games is the vehicle for uh, yes, absolutely for all of this. Stuff, there we right? go. All right, great question. Yeah, yeah, well, thanks, thanks, fellas. Jason. Yep, and Jonathan. All about the Jays. All right, let's do a little. Let's, let's do a little Kickstarter, Chad. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this is a little bit unusual because usually when I do a Kickstarter corner, I tell you about something that uh, is coming up and you can get it. But this has just passed, and I have it in my hot little hands. But I'm telling you about it because this is going to be a future Kickstarter, and I'm really excited about it. So this is um, the first issue of a magazine called Mainline. It's a Trax magazine. Trax is a, a kind of a gathering, uh, 18xx gathering out of uh, Denver. They have like a, a little uh, convention, an 18xx convention, but... Tony Fryer and Nick, Nick Nalen and uh, Chris Whitpan and Michael Carter all kind of got together to put this issue out. Um, Nick Nalen is the editor-in-chief, but it's it's based on the Hiawatha train, which is like, I think it's a, a train that comes out of uh, um, Chicago and it's on the Milwaukee Road Corporation or whatever. But anyway, this magazine is great because it talks about uh, the history of the trains a little bit, but then it has all these maps for different games in it. So it's got um, Hiawatha Gage, which is Irish Gage with a new map and new stock certificates, which is really cool. It's got um, 18 Hiawatha, which is basically uh, you have to have 1817, but it has a new two-part map, and then it's a much, much shorter game and less complicated that still has short selling of the stocks. Uh, so it, it kind of has that in it, which is really cool. And then you've got 18 Milwaukee, which is 1846 um, with new maps and breweries like uh, Lining Kugel Brewery. And uh, the there's just a, a bunch of different uh, brewery things in there that you can have, which different <laughs> what? Close face during the. He just did not care. What? I'm trying to listen. It's funny. There's a Milwaukee that's an 1846, and there's a. I'm listening to So, anyway, if you're into those games, uh, this is a really sweet thing to have because now you've got all these variants. There's actually another one called the Hiawathas, which is a, a, an 1830 variant with new maps and stuff. So. Uh, if that sounds cool to you, check it out because they're going to do like two of them a year, basically. So they'll do another Kickstarter and you can go, I think, to the Tracks website. You should be able to. Uh, that's uh, www.traxx-denver.com. And then uh, you can go there and look and see, you know, what they've got. They've also got some games. Also, Anthony Fryer, who who you guys may know um, from a bunch of 18XX and, and post-heavy cardboard. He's got the 18 India um, P500 on GMT Games, too, which is also 
kind of uh, interesting, and I uh, have already P500 did that. But uh, any, anyway, things to check into. If if 18xx is your sort of thing, this is a really cool issue with a lot of uh, a lot of variants for games that you probably might already have, including Irish Gage and 1830. So check that out. Um, can I can I borrow that later so I can read up on it? <laughs> no. Uh, you know what though? I it just made me think here. So for my next for next time for my Kickstarter corner. I'm going to start doing P500 GMT games. <laughs> well, there's a good chance this might be in the blooper section at the very end of the episode, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh, oh hey, Red, Red Dust Rebellion is not too far off. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Are they printing it already? I think it's... it's. I think it's still in the beginning phases. They haven't phase. I think it's... Whatever, I, I, whatever the last uh, update. It's, it's moving along, but I think it's still technically in the made the cut okay. section but okay. yeah it's definitely there i know that there's i know I think people was, power will be the next coin people game power release. is co- yeah. coming out and okay say, okay so. and that's the three-player one or yeah. just, mm-hmm. okay all right. there okay. we go so there all right a little bit of a little bit of coin game a little sure, bit of talk about that. up and coming all right no euros. <laughs> did you get? Did you get your beer? Eighteen no, Dorman yet? No, I haven't. I still haven't actually gotten the official. It's shipping. Oh, okay. To me gotcha. No, no, something. I don't know. Something. I don't know what's happening. You know, shipping <laughs> is a problem. Every it is. Right it now. is a yes, problem. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I still haven't got my Kemet Blood and Sand. Whoa! Mm. And I could go buy that right now if I really oh, wanted that's to. That's rough. That is rough. They said November, maybe. Let's now. See. Ugh. Is that the same stuff, or are you getting different stuff than what's in? The All space? I did was the 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 veterans pledge, which is just the upgrade kit. Okay, okay. And that was just at the the back of the line for all their stuff. They sent out all their other pledges and the uh, retail pledges, and this was the last uh, gotcha. shipment sent. Okay. Did you uh, did you end up kickstarting the uh, the voidfall? It's oh, not. Yeah. It hasn't it hasn't not gone in away yet, but I'm really thinking about it. I don't know. I it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. That's eh. why I want you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk later. <laughs> All right, let's draft. Let's draft some games. Drafty draft. All right, Richie, tell everybody here how we draft at Punchboard Paradise. So on Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft, and so we're going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is that if you draft last in the first round, you will draft first in the second round. We're going to roll off and see who gets to pick first. Woo! 10, 10, 10. Well, Chad got a zero. I, no, I got a one. A I got a five. <laughs> that is a Plus, ten. Go ahead. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nine-sided die. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm going first that's for sure uh richie's going second okay i'm Clef, fine with that Clef is going because i'm tempted touch. i know what his x game is and how I know do he, you know because josh told me that's baloney. <laughs> <laughs> that is baloney well i was texting with josh because we're supposed to be starting a near and far campaign yeah, yeah. Uh, but we keep getting delayed and i, I text him just let him know i couldn't do it tomorrow and then he was like, "Oh, well, I'm I'm going over to uh, Clef's house right now to play his X game." I was like, "Oh, what's 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 the X game?" Oh my god! <laughs> Josh, come on! <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know what Have it you is. You played it? I could still draft it. No, come just on. to draft that it. Is, I, I don't know what I, it is, but I am I am going to take X first. That's why I. Well, would I, I'm going to tell you this, Punchboard Paradise, Punch Bunch. 
Listen, I did not have an X game. So I went and bought an X game so I could have it. That is the dedication I have to this podcast. And, or the and that's why it makes it so tempting to draft it because he bought it just for this. Did you did you like it? I did. Oh, okay. okay. I actually really did. I think it's, All right. it's well, a maybe very, I'll very leave good it for game. you. Maybe okay. I'll leave it for you. Well, I, I don't I don't know what it was. I am going to pick the one X game that I could come up with that I played that I watch, somewhat enjoyed. Watch it be. This is the one that Chad has. <laughs> so, so I think I know what his is. Okay. I believe. Uh, so there, I'm going to pick Zaya Legends of a Drift System. I, I thought it would yeah. either be that or XCOM. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't played XCOM. This one, Zaya, it's not like my most favorite game, and I only played it once. It's a very sandboxy, you know, do missions or, you know, fight people, space pirates kind of thing, you know. And it has that something legacy of a dying star or something like that expansion that sort of fixes if you didn't like some of the luck that's inherent in that in that game it, there's some um, if i remember right there's some dice rolls and stuff like that that uh is a little bit lucky um and but it, it is it, it does tell a story and it's kind of you know it was it was fun uh so that would be top of the x games that i played this was a very very small list for me there's so exactly one on my list yeah. for X Games. <laughs> I had I had two, but uh, but yeah, I, I went with this. So that's my X Zaya Legends of a Drift system. Nice. All right. So I'm gonna take my U. All right. Seems like a good idea. Because I only got one of them. Okay. You're probably gonna take. I'm, my think, top. I'm taking yours. Yep. Probably. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. all. Yep. All right. Yeah. I got a couple of backs. Which is a, yeah. a fantastic Euro, and this is one where it looks boring. And I mean, the cover doesn't do it any justice. The art is actually pretty nice. And actually, I would say the components are very nice, too. Nice, thick cardboard tiles for the ones that you're pushing in and out. And then you get that nice cathedral, which you don't need. Uh, that no. You don't even need to put it together, but it looks nice on the board. Sure. But it's a fantastic midweight euro where you get 10 actions. And you can either play it where there's an event every round, which could be positive or bad. Uh -huh. uh, but I love the mechanism of... The, where you take your actions, where you, you, you'll draw a, an action tile and then you have to push it in on this grid. And then those are the, the three actions that you get to take for the round. Uh, but it's a solid game. This is one where I, I don't think you're a huge fan of a Chad, but it's, it it's seems fine. just seems like this is just like Santa Maria for me, where it seems like it should be. I mean, I understand. I mean, this just looks terrible when you just look at it on the shelf sure. as far as, you know, for most people. Yeah. Uh, but the actual gameplay is fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. I I'm oh. surprised that we haven't seen that grid mechanism, you know, in something, something else. Yeah. else that has, you know, a little meteor or something. But uh, the thing wasn't is that so in, wasn't that in uh, what the the Buffalo um, Indigenous People game? Uh, Windake. Yeah. And no. not to the same. No, okay. not no. the same. Okay. But um, I mean, the beautiful thing about Ulm is just it's 10 actions. It goes so quick. I mean, you can just you can. Boom, but yet the, the actions are so meaningful, and it's just, I don't know. I just feel good every time I play it. It's not a game that I'm going to be like, hey, let's you know play it all the time or anything. But It's almost a filler. I mean, it's 10 actions, and oh. if everyone knows how to play, Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a 30 boom, 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 to 45-minute game. Yeah. Easily. I love it. So, okay. Yeah, good pick. Go. Yeah, my first pick, Ulm. Definitely would have been my top U. So. All right. Well... Now, now I'm like, so do I just leave my ex for my swing? If you back? leave your ex hanging, so I think I might ex, just draft it. Yeah, just yeah. So, but wait, if you draft it, you're gonna be like, I don't know how to play. I don't no. know anything about the game. I believe if yeah, Richie it, says it'll be, he played it'll still it, be I believe fun. him. Then, 
you know what? Then I'll just take one of those other X games that I don't know anything about either. <laughs> okay, are, go for that it. are going to be Actually, much you know more what? popular. I, wa- I want to hear about it. So, all right. So, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play. There's not that many X games. Yeah. So even yeah. I mean yeah. X, I think XCOM is probably the or uh, probably Zaya is probably the most popular. Zaya, but then probably XCOM. Yeah, I went to look. I mean, I don't think there's an X game in the top like 300 in board game. Yeah. Uh, the the what you call it, the top 100 or whatever. Even the um, other X game I played, I could. I mean, it's way back there. Oh, I mean, the one I'm going to name. I mean, you know, it's it's basically a variant of another semi-popular game, but yep. no one's ever played it. All right. Well, I'm going to start off with, I mean, I'm going to start with my W. And I realize, I mean, I probably have more choices there in my W, but I want to get one of my favorite games that I just absolutely love. Um, I it's it's best when you definitely have people who know how to play it because it is very procedural and there's a lot going on. So it's it's easier when everybody knows how to play and you can go boom, boom, boom. But there is nothing better than that feeling of sticking somebody with a loan when they can't pay you their shares. And so I'm taking Wildcatters. All right. I yeah, I almost game. took this first, but I, I figured Ohm was on your list. And it, I just... You're right. I you don't have any other yep, use. I would have taken it for sure. So, uh, but Wildcatters... I love it. It's such a great game. And uh, yeah, so there's my W. All right. All right. Actually, um, you know what? W was really top, surprisingly. Of, oh, go ahead. Surprisingly uh, easy for me. I had like a ton of them. Honestly, if you go back a couple of years, I would have thought it would have been easy for him. It was one of his top games of 2020 or 2019. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I was like, oh, yeah, his top or games 2019. Of, of 2019. 2019. Yeah. 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 I was surprised. All right. So Wildcatters, solid, solid pick. My top game of 2019 had a W in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a big. I mean, it, 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 it was at the oh, first part you were pretty of pretty smart because <laughs> you said I didn't see any game eclipsing this, and then that you was were February. It, it, it was almost like yeah, and it was almost like you were uh, you know omniscient because then it went on to win all these awards. Uh, it was there's, yeah. there's, there's there's no proof in any of this. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna take my V, okay, and. I mean, I could draft a Lacerda here. Mm-hmm. I could. I could. And I'm going to. I'm going to take Vinos. <laughs> I'm going to take Vinos. Uh, and I'm specifically taking Vinos, the 2010 version with the bank. Um, not only is this, I mean, honestly, if after really thinking about it, I actually think this is probably my favorite Lacerda game. I think it probably just outshines, I think, just a little bit for the Gallus. I really love the whole... Um, just uh, how you have to manipulate and get those barrels and get those moving. And, you know, it's, it's a really tight game. I mean, you're taking, what does that mean? It's like 12 or yeah. I mean, it's a not very, many actions, very few actions. And it's really hard to, to do those actions where you're bouncing around on that little grid. But um, you know, you got to get your, you know, you got to get your, uh, your coffee or not, excuse me. You got to get your wine, you know, uh, bumped up. I have too much coffee traders here lately. Um <laughs> And then you've got the fair that you have to deal with that you do a couple of times in the game. But that bank, boy, if you don't manage your money well, you can go into something, I believe what we call a Chad death spiral. And so, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I will tell you, not that, I mean, that's a fun memory, but I still think my favorite memory ever is this is when Chad and I were just first starting gaming and we one we played the newer version because we you know just came out and we're like oh this is supposed to be the easier so we played it and then a couple of weeks later we were at the game shop and we were like well let's just try the 2010 it can't be that much different 
And I just remember about halfway through, Chad and I just said, uh, let's be done. I don't know what we're doing. We had no idea. We didn't understand what was going on. It was just like, okay, never mind. And it's not it's not a bad rule book, but it's one of those that it's not it's not one of those games that you easily read as you No, right. I mean plus you had played the new version, yeah. which is completely different. Yeah. yeah. Very, very very much streamlined and And not to mention, I mean, back up. then we didn't, you know, that was we didn't you read a lot of Euro books like that, you know, rule books. And now nowadays I don't, it probably wouldn't have been that big a deal, but right. you know, back then that was just, but it was still just a fun moment just to yeah. be like, oh, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> but anyways, this is a great game. So I definitely have loved to put it on my list. Vinos and specifically like I said the 2010 version. Good pick. You got it. You got it from I mean, me. We really got we got to think about games to take away from Chad now because otherwise we're playing eighteen XX on a board <laughs> court. So. I, I think you have it locked down. <laughs> Vinos and Wildcatters, I think, are the best in the, these letters. Period. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, maybe that you know your top game of twenty nineteen might win over some people, but uh, anyway. So for Somebody my next pick. On that? Somebody's picking that. I All mean, right. Chad might to try Chad to get us to pitch true. play eighteen. He's got it. Yeah, maybe he's going to get it. No, I'm planning on not winning this one because uh, Ohm, no one cares about, uh, and the rest of my picks, no one's going to care about. Uh, maybe my V. I'm going to take uh, Voyages of Marco Polo uh, for my V, and that's yeah, absolutely. Uh, still a fantastic Euro game, at, and I mean, I, I I know I can't technically lump Voyages of Marco Polo too. I don't think anyone's going to draft that though. Now that I've taken this, but. You know, they're basically, you know, it's basically a variant of the base game. But anyways. It's like an expansion almost. Yeah, yeah. almost. Uh, but I love the base game uh, as is. Uh, I love the expansion that goes along with it. And even like the little mini expansions, like the, uh, the I can't remember, the Spice travel, Road, yeah. Travel one. Travel yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, they're all fantastic. And it's it's one that it's, I almost have like for the base game, almost too much in there. So it kind of makes it a pain to pull out especially if I'm playing with someone new because I probably don't want to play with the expansion and all that other stuff. So it usually doesn't hit the table that much. I still play it online quite a bit. It's still a great little Euro game if you get a chance and it's one where if you like player powers, then this is one to check out. Absolutely. All right. Great pick. Great pick. Good pick. Good pick. Still a good V left. Uh, yeah, there's there there are a couple good Vs that I, uh, that I like, but uh, since it doesn't matter... Uh, yeah, don't wait. worry about the yeah. view now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my W next. I have a couple, and this is difficult. Um, I'm gonna go with one that I've never drafted for a lift list like this. I recently acquired this game again, and I've been working through it to play it. It's not an easy. This is one you got rid of and then reacquired. No, I had played it. Not sure how I felt about it, mm. and then it was on a major sale, and so actually, you know what? I did have it for a little while, and then I, I, I traded it. I think when when Fury of Dracula many years ago, when Fury of Dracula was like hard to get and whatever. Anyway, so uh, this is uh, War of the Ring, actually. Um, oh, okay. And uh, I think I, I, I'm really starting to uh, enjoy this. You know, it's a, it's a essentially a war game at its heart but it's got some of that hidden movement but in a way that's actually kind of interesting with with Frodo and Sam trying to trying to get down and throw the uh throw the ring in Mount Doom without you know without people finding it tells a great story it isn't easy you know it is a it, the rule book is written like it's a war game you know there's a lot of little chrome rules on it but like i said it is 
Uh, I love the the subject matter. I love the IP. Um, I love the movies, all that stuff. And my family does too. So I'm, I'm working up to try to see if I can get Finn to play this with me because I think he would love the story. It's just finding mm. easy ways to get him interested without, you know, having to fight through the rules too much. Yeah, and I played this with cool. my brother-in-law, and he loves Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'm indifferent about it. Yeah, but so, but I could, I could definitely see because this, I think, he considers this his top game, and he's played the, all the expansions and stuff like that. But I mean, I do like the the dice selection or whatever when you roll. That's yep. those are the actions that you get. Yeah, uh, the way that plays out, and he said, you know, it's very thematic as far as when you're going through the different battles. Yeah, and when you have I, the I believe Gandalf so. on your side and all that kind of stuff, mm. it's great. And like like I said, it's a, it's a good. You can kind of tell the story in a different way. Yeah, and honestly, Clef, you might enjoy it based on the games you've been playing yeah. lately. Yeah, you might. Yeah, I uh, I know that uh, um, Evan, one of our you know listeners, yeah. he he's always said that uh, the Star Wars one, Star Wars Rebellion. Yeah, you know he he likes a lot, and he says that he thinks that might be something that I would enjoy. You know, with that battle back and forth. You know, hey. I'm not going to say no to anything, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, okay, give it a shot. Well, it's the same kind of thing. I would, I would expect you to like War of the Ring a little bit more, given how you feel about Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But because the theme is is important in those games, sure. I mean, it's not everything, but it's important. I mean, but I, so I, mean, I still love Star Wars. I yeah. just don't like. The, but this is, I mean, yeah. Star Wars Rebellion is mainly it's like the yeah, it's the Vader new, and Luke. And, yeah, it's you know. the it's the original movies. Yeah, for the, the well, most then I mean. Empire Strikes Back is one of my favorite movies of all time. Still, okay. it's not. Right. Know, I just whatever that new stuff is. I just you know, <laughs> sure. Sorry, sorry to nope. anybody who likes it. I mean, you know, you're, just you're not good. my cup of tea. All right, all right. What else you got, Chad? Uh, I'm gonna take my. I'm gonna take my you. Uh, and I don't think you guys are. Well, I'm positive you guys won't pick it. Uh, but I'm just gonna take it so that I leave my the V for for last. Uh, this is not you guys' cup of tea, and it's okay. I really like it at two and three. Don't want to play it at four because uh, it, it, it is too long at that point. Um, I like it with the new expansion. I can't remember what it's called. It's called New Something, but it's like Prelude is to another game, and that's Underwater Cities. Underwater Cities by Vladimir. Yeah, Sushi. you didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, I know you guys don't enjoy that game, but I did, uh, I did and do enjoy that, and I think it to me it it has more tension and interesting uh, stuff for the engine building. Um, and the cards are in different ages, so you're not going to get cards that you can't use right away necessarily. So, I, I, and like I said, with the expansion, it ratchets it up just like Prelude does for um, terraforming Mars and you get started earlier um, building your engine. So it kind of, it kind of makes things move a little bit faster. I I like Underwater Cities. It's a it's a good sushi title. Okay, I'm going to go uh, with my W, uh, and it's a Martin Wallace game, and that's Wildlands. And this is a skirmish miniatures game where uh, at the beginning of the game you have all these different spots on the board uh, that you are assigning your different people to, and you're assigning your uh, Chris or I'm sorry. You're assigning your different people to those different spots, and then basically the cards that are passed to you are where your crystals are going to go out. So your, uh, the person to your right or left camera, which way you pass, uh, is basically picking out where you will be starting, like where you're trying to get to your crystals at, and you're trying to collect them to win the game or kill everybody on the board, essentially. Uh, but the card play in this is what I love about it. And it, it has, and I, I know this is, uh, some people don't like this, but the it has an interrupt mechanism in it where you there are these special cards in there that you can play after someone takes an action 
and then it becomes your turn essentially temporarily until either you stop taking actions and it goes back to the other person or someone else interrupts you and starts taking actions instead of you. So it's one of those, like if you see someone about to win the game, you can jump in there and try to steal it away from them. And then, you know, if they have one, they can get back in there. It's, it's a quick little card game, miniature chaotic, skirmish game. Or is it kind of chaotic? I mean, it sounds kind of, uh, or is there rules when you can jump in and stuff? I mean, there's rules, no matter okay. what you will get one action on your turn. If then if someone plays interrupt, they can jump in and start oh, taking actions. Okay. And then once they decide to stop taking actions, it goes back to your turn gotcha. and you can keep playing. Uh, but it could be chaotic there for a second if people just keep playing interrupt cards because they're you know trying to win. Usually towards the end, because you kind of hang on to those to where you think you can jump out gotcha. and just grab your last crystal or kill the last guy or something like that. Gotcha. So, okay. uh, but saw a little uh, Martin Wallace game. It plays quick. It's like 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, it's all a little game. All right. So, how does it compare? Is 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 unmatched like a lot lighter and yeah, a lot lighter. Okay, I I did not, and I know I think I told you could borrow it for Finn, but I got rid of that. Um, <laughs> so, I'll tell Finn then. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you have to break the news to him. <laughs> but yes, it's uh, this more complicated than unmatched. Okay, that just reminds me now. Like people will say something on Slack about a game, and Chad's response will be. Clef had it, sold it before I got to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Buy your own games, you know. <laughs> this from, hey, have you backed that yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all, right, uh, all right, so I'll throw my last two out. So uh, I tell you, after Ulm, I don't have a lot of U's. So I, U is a little, little tough here. Um, so I'm going to go with a game that I've only ever played one time. But the one time I played it, I had a blast. Uh, almost to a degree, kind of a beer and pretzels game where it's, I mean, there's strategy, but the event cards that come up each round are wildly swingy. And you can be like, I mean, you can gain 20, 30, 40 points or somebody else can lose like 30 points. And that's a game by, unfortunately, the late, great Chad Jensen of Urban Sprawl. Um, I don't know if either one of you guys have played this one yet, but... Hmm. Like I said, the strategy, I mean, it's a kind of a normal Euro-y type of strategy game, but these event cards are crazy. And I just remember like, literally, I might be up by 20 points and somebody else might be, you know, down and we might flip-flop on an event card because it'll just be just crazy. And it's not like you can plan for them at all, but it was so much. We were just having a good time doing it. It was um, uh, my friend Jeff and then my uh, Brian. And we were just having a blast. And I just remember having a great time. And uh, I'm actually, you know, like, uh, I want to bring it back to the table, you know, just as one of those, oh, let's have a good time, a fun game. So if you haven't checked it out, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Urban Sprawl. By this Chad is a Jensen. GMT yeah. game, right? It's a GMT game. You know, I, I think all Chad Jensen games are GMT games, gotcha. if I'm not mistaken. But, I yeah. know that uh, Heavy Cardboard has been talking about it because uh, he was talking about the, uh, Edward was talking about the event cards and being really swingy, but sort of one of those things that once you know that they're in the deck, you can maybe sort of prepare for them a little bit more. However, Possibly. sometimes the game can end differently too, and so... You never know, like, yeah. How. I I don't think you're going to go into that game ever being like, okay, I'm going to do this perfect strategy and win the game. It is absolutely you're going to try to do your best and then just you know see what happens or whatever. But still fun, you know. I mean, still very 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 good game. So, all right, and so we now come to my X. 
which seems a little weird because I have one choice because I've played one X game, <laughs> but I really liked it. All right. So I, I'll tell you that much. I played today. Okay. So hot off the presses. I got it in the mail yesterday and, uh, you bought it for this draft. I bought it for this draft because I need an X and I just went and kind of looked at the uh, dice towers, uh, top 10 list when they did their alphabet. And I went and looked at the X's and there was like XCOM and there was Zaya. And I'd heard of Zaya, the, you know, the legend drift one or whatever. And I knew that it was kind of, but I'm thinking, well, there's no way I'm going to get that played in that amount of time. So I kind of looked and I, and I saw a game that looked kind of Euro-y. I went and watched uh, Tom Vassell had a review up of it. Looked pretty, you know, interesting. Looked kind of a, a Euro-y game. So I pulled it out today. Josh and his son, Wyatt, came over today. So we sat down and played. I basically just had to sit there and read from the rule book. Uh, Josh did one of these. Oh, you don't know how to play? I watched the video. I can teach it. And he goes, <laughs> you do something here. And then I don't remember this other part, but you do something else over here. And I was like, yeah, okay. I'm just going to read the rule book. <laughs> um, so I read the rule book. I bet. I mean, the rule book was like, you know, three pages maybe or something. Oh, well, that's good. Um, so you just got some action selection where, uh, and then you got this card play where basically you, you'll draw four of your, Oh, I guess I should say the name of the game before I start explaining. Yeah, yeah probably. That'd be good. Uh, Zion? I don't know. It's X-I-N. Jin. Jin? Yeah. You think it's Jin? Okay, so Jin. That's with an X, everybody. Just want to make sure everybody understands that. So, um, and I'm honestly, the publisher I didn't recognize. Is it Devere? Um, I don't know. I didn't recognize the publisher. I mean, I remember looking today, and it was like somebody I'd not really heard of, Um, but... Anyways, I'll explain it. Chad's going to look up the, who the publisher, um, but it's, you have, you're, you're building the terracotta army is what you're doing. And for those of you who don't know, this was back in like the 16th century where a, an, a, an emperor of China wanted to basically put this wood, this, uh, these statues in this, this mausoleum. So when he died, they'd be there to kind of protect him type of thing. And, so all these different, uh, you know, craftsmen came along and, you know, some of them obviously built these big statues and then some people came along and painted them. So in this game, you're basically, you're trying to either build statues or, and, and then paint them. And there's like three different areas. So there's some area control. There's this, ca your cards, you have these 24 uh, like workers that have different abilities and you draw four each round, but you're only going to play two of the cards each round because you're going to play one as its action and one as it's uh, like the number where you're going to go in turn order. So like the higher the number, the earlier you'll go in turn order, but those are usually the better actions. So sometimes you want to play those um, and they'll just do different stuff like get you paint or get you a uh, clay to build the statues or get you money um, or these helpers that will just do different things to help uh, help make the other actions easier. And then you've got four different actions. And then when you go there, you'll take an action. So it might be build a statue. It might be paint the statue. It might be take a weapon. So there's like, or not a weapon, but a, uh, I don't know, whatever. The, so it was a set collection thing. It didn't have anything else to do with the game. It was just a, oh, let me tack on a set collection thing, you know, for an extra action. Um, and if you go to a spot that already has somebody else's worker there, you got to pay them a coin. Um, I mean, honestly, for a little solid little Euro game, I'm surprised it's not a little more popular than it is. I mean, it's it's quick. It probably took us an hour to play it well, re, you know, well we read it from the rule book. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was 
you know, it was a good little solid game. Had some in-game victory points that you got to. And, uh, yeah, we all, then we get to the end of the game, and I beat Josh by a point. And then all of a sudden Josh goes, oh, wait, I forgot to score this point over here. And then he got, and he was tied with me. And then I went and looked at the, the uh, tiebreaker and I was like, oh, I still got you with the tiebreaker. And he's like, oh, okay. Was, oh, I forgot this point over here. <laughs> I don't know what was going on here. I was a little fishy if you ask me, but, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so that's. Uh, her- she on actually, because there's an apostrophe. Okay. So XI apostrophe on. So she on, which is actually a city. And it is a uh, it, it it is designed by Marco Legato and Francesco Testini, and then it is from Matago and Pendragon Game Studio. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, I I picked it up for like seventeen bucks. So. Uh, it looks not like bad. it was a good get, man. So I, yeah, I, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, I I'm not gonna certainly would never play this with uh, my Friday night coin, but for you guys, I mean, hey, we got. 60 minutes, we could pop in and play this game real quick. It's an easy, nice little play. So, cool. Yeah. All right. Very well, cool. thank you for uh, right. for bringing up something I hadn't even known about. There we go. All right. All right, Richie. All right. I'm going with my X game as well, and uh, that is X Nymphed. Uh, so if you played Six Nymphed or Take Five, I think is what they call it in the, the U.S., this is a variant of it, uh, essentially. Uh, and a lot of people, if you've played Six Nymphed, it's very easy. I mean, you get a hand of cards, uh, depending on how many people are playing, uh, you all put down a card simultaneously, and then you reveal, and then there are rows that the cards go into. And then eventually, once the cards have five in them, they are full. And if another card goes into that row, you have to take all the cards, and they go down to your score pile, and you'll score points based on the number of bullheads that are on every card. Mm-hmm. And you want a low score. So taking points is bad. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people think that you can just play that. And honestly, you probably can. You can just you know pick a card. It doesn't matter. It's just mm-hmm. a very much a, a beer and pretzels type game. Well, with X uh, XNIMP, they make it so that it's a, it's a little bit more strategic. Still pretty light game, but the way that it works is that now there's only three rows, and the top row can hold three cards, next row can hold four, and then the bottom row can hold five. And when you have to take a row, you have to take one of those cards, and then you have everyone has their own personal X row. So you have an X card that's sitting down in front of you. And you can put the card there as long as, or you have to take one of the cards from the cards that you took and put it there. Uh, but the rules are that it has to go to the right and it has to ascend when you put it down. And if you can't do that, then that whole row goes into your score pile. It will score double negative points, I believe. And then at the end, or the round ends when someone is completely out of cards and every card that you have in your hand is negative a point. And then whatever your X pile is, you'll get negative two points for that. And then anything that's left in your X row doesn't score anything. So if you can play it right and if you can time things right, you know you can get cards and just keep dumping them into your X row and just hopefully either go out or someone else goes out before you have to take it to where you, you can't add another card that's ascending. It's a decent little card game if you get a chance to check it out. I ordered it from Germany. I don't think it ever released here. <laughs> so, yeah, I, but you could probably find it pretty cheap on Amazon. It's an Amigo, so I think yeah, you can it's get an Amigo it on game, Amazon.de so. yes. if you needed to. And that's to. exactly where I ordered it. So. And and uh it's just just like the 6 Nymph, I think it's from uh, Wolfgang Kramer, and I think there's another designer on there too. Uh, oh, Reinhard Staub. Yeah, so that fits because you're a big fan of Kramer, usually yeah. when he's with Keysling. And this is when I used to, when I mean, it was easy to get stuff of a, off of Amazon.e with the 
way shipping is it's tough now but yeah i used to if amigo had a new card game or the other one that put out um my copy of uh skull king if they i would just order it right you know put a little package together of just little card games just to try out so and this is one of them speaking speaking of which uh i was really surprised uh speaking of little card games i was really surprised of the w that you didn't take honestly wider yeah it's on there okay it was on there i, I probably would have taken that as my second choice cool. that's definitely one of my most played but yeah i mean i am gonna lose this draft no matter what so i probably <laughs> should have taken it but <laughs> fair enough got it all right chad finish us off with your v game okay well, I am torn here because I got two that I would pick. Venus was top of my list, so good good job of taking it from me. Yeah. Uh, but I will it, – it's tough to choose. There's, there's one that I really admire the design of, and then the other one is a very sentimental pick. I'm going to go sentimental. I'm going to I'm gonna say uh, – I'm going to say viticulture. Uh, and the reason I'm going to say viticulture is, A, it was one of my first five modern board games that I purchased. And B, I still like to, I like to break this out with a, a couples that come over who've played more than, say, Ticket to Ride. So it's a, to me still the base game is still a gateway plus, you know. And for that, probably it's the one that I've had the most success with, where people the next couple days will go out and purchase a, that game mm -hmm. and play it with their spouse over and over, you know. Uh, that happens a lot with that game. And uh, I, for me, obviously, I like it best with the Tuscany board, obviously. But I, I do play it with newer gamers a lot with the base. Um, and I don't have a problem with it because it's I enjoy watching them enjoy it. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, you know how uh, Dan says he, he gets a lot of enjoyment from teaching games. That's sure. one that I really enjoy teaching because of how, how, how people kind of experience it and see what what board games could be cool so there you have it so we finished off uh, chad had zaya the legends Le of adrift system legends of adrift system war of the ring underwater cities and viticulture richie had ulm the voyages of marco polo wildlands and x nimit it has an exclamation point so i feel like i gotta <laughs> you know really throw that in there uh and then i clef had wildcatters vinos Urban Sprawl, and Xi'an. Xi'an. I feel bad. I can't even pronounce the game that well, I Yeah, that you drafted. Well, I, I will say you do get extra points for going out and buying it. So. Yeah, yeah, well, thank there you. you so, did you guys have huh? – uh, I had a couple of extras. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ws, I, I had Wits and Wagers. Yeah. This is, I mean, that's a very sure. – one of the games I really loved when I first got into yeah. the hobby. Uh, a lot of fun. And then I had uh, – um, Versailles 1919 for my V's. Was, uh, yeah. I was actually surprised so, one of you didn't draft that, actually. Uh, well, let's... Uh, I mean, getting is yeah, on my that's true. I gotta, Vinos, I gotta yes, go Vinos, true. right? No. That is very but true. I think I like Vinos just, you know, I mean, I think it's uh, overall better... I don't want to say better game, but I, I think I've played it more and like a little more, but better I do than, love Versailles. So. Better than Vasco da Gama? Uh, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> Vasco didn't even make my short list. Oh, no. <laughs> I actually, uh, I uh, I think I put old Vasco on the uh, the trade block the other day, not on the sell show, but like just put it up so like I could see if if Board Game Co. You know, yeah. but yeah. Board Game Co. didn't even have a a, a wanting for it. So I'll I was say, like, I, I, know, I so. might be able to talk so, a little package deal of that in Crisis. So, I'll buy it so, from you. Yeah. There you <laughs> all go. Right, all right. All right. 
Um, I had wider, uh, like Chad called out, and then Winter Circle is another uh, yes. one that's on oh, mine that because okay. I, I picked up the Korean version, which is really nice yeah. from uh, Dice Tree Games. I think is the one that has done the the reprints of those. They do the modern art one too. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice, uh, and that's almost a beer and pretzels game as well. It really so. is, and it, it is still like I I really still enjoy that. I feel kind of like it's the same space as. Uh, as uh, what is that down downforce downforce yeah but but it, it's it's less like it, it's not packaged as a kid's game though no it, though it's raucous sure. like that. yes exactly yeah good pick yeah no, uh, no one took old wingspan <laughs> nobody I put took it down wingspan. here just you know if I was if I was in desperate trouble. <laughs> if you're in trouble yeah I still have it you know the you know it's one that I I will bust out with new people as well. Uh, it's it's a good uh, kind of gateway, it seems like. I also had another game that I've just played uh, a couple of times this past weekend. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I hate to let you guys know this, but uh, I played Washington's War, which is the American <laughs> Revolution. Uh, I was wondering Revolutionaries to versus the British. Mm -hmm. And I have played Washington the past two times, and I'll just have to let you guys know, we're, we're under British rule now, so <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> I, was, I, I was wondering, because I thought maybe that might make your W list. So. Uh, it, it's on the short list here, but well, I mean, The problem is we got 18XX so, yeah. staring well, us in the face. You've got to be careful. You can't be, drop, yeah. you can't be yeah. drafting block There's war no games. There's no way we let you <laughs> panic mode. People are just going to vote for Chad just to see that. <laughs> so we got to be careful to, here. Oh, three games of what? <laughs> 18XX. <laughs> oh, oh boy that was good though that's fun so yeah. next time we do this sort of a thing we're gonna do y z num a number uh-huh and uh and a little wrinkle that we threw in all right that'll be fun to see what it is yeah well they'll wait and see yeah i gotta let them know yeah. okay we got cool. a little wrinkle coming sure. all right very good very good all right well i suppose we need to do a little uh previous played yes i think we do it is time for that In our punchboard previous plays section, 4,250 moons ago, we reviewed Scythe. From there for a second, 400,000 people commented. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Scythe from it's a it's another Stonemeyer game. We reviewed Scythe, uh, and we all all of us gave it fours. So you guys want to check in? I'm very shocked. Are you sure Clef gave it a four? He did give it a four, but you know, this was 4,000 moons ago. So I know, but even I, I feel like when we were going through the review plays, he did not want to participate. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I know. I think he was excited about trying like, yeah. some of the expansion stuff. Yeah. But. Yeah. He was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember any of it. So. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I mean, I'll start then. Um, so if I did give it a four before, uh, I'm definitely not at a four. It, I mean, I, it has some sentimental. I mean, it definitely was a fun game when I first got it. Um, it's it's got some neat mechanisms to it. I mean, it's interesting on being able to have to choose your action, but you can't obviously choose your same action again. And the different powers, and then your mechs giving you different special abilities. Um, obviously, you know, it's strange in the fact that the mechs are not really much of a fight, you know, it doesn't do anything with fighting. It's really there to farm, yeah. you know, type of thing. Uh, the artwork is outstanding. You know I mean? It's certainly, I remember it's one of the first games that I ever remember going and looking at somebody playing it and just going, 
wow, you know, look at that game. That mm-hmm. just looks so spectacular with all those. And I think they had all the deluxe resources and everything. It was just like, wow, what is going on here? I mean, today I am going to not ever have a desire to play it. I am not going to, if somebody asked to play it, I am going to actively say, can we please play something different? Cause they just don't have a desire to play it. So I hate to say it, but I mean, it's going to come down to a two for me. Just, you know, once again, I think it's, you know, I think it's a very, very good game, but just for me personally, I'm, I'm going to come in at a two. So what about you, Richie? Um, I'm, I'm actually surprised I gave it a four as well. Uh, I, th- I think I'm coming in at a three, though. It's okay. one that I would play. I think I'm I'm going to hang on to my copy. I have everything. I have the legendary box, and this is one that Knox goes in to the game room, and he lo- he points at quite a bit. He always yeah. asks, am I old enough to play that yet? Mm. And so I'll probably hang on to it for him. Okay. And, you know, we'll, we'll see in well, 10 years. and campaign or whatever yeah, once he's ready yeah. to roll. So. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, the beginning's a little scripted as far as getting out there. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, once you, you, you really do need the expansion as far as mixing up the different goals. If you just have the base game and you just do those base game goals, it gets samey real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably want like a little bit more fighting, which you can do with the, the expansion. You can switch out the goals so that there are more combat wins for that. But yeah. 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 Okay. I like the uh, expansion that gives your mechs different powers too. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to go with you. Uh, Richie echoed a lot of my same sentiments. If I, there are like so many other games that I would rather get off my shelf than Scythe, but I do have it and I have all the stuff for it, all the stuff for it, which makes me really reluctant to get rid of it at this point, just cause of that. But, um, so I'm going to go down to a three. Cause if somebody said, you know what? I really want to play Scythe. I'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we play it and we'd have a good time. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I can't uh, I can't give it a four, but uh, I, I'm perfectly happy to play it. And like I said, um, usually four would mean that uh, I would want it, it would mean four that I still have kept my copy. But for sentimental and for having everything reasons, it's it's a three. All right. So let's see what our punch bunch had to say about it. All right. Well, I got uh, Mr. Jordan Hopper here. Uh, He popped up and said, as of right now, it is between a one and a two for me on the punch board scale. I've had two really bad plays of it. I have a feeling that if I tried it again, it might move up, but I can't rate based upon what I might think might happen. I have to base it on my plays, which I would agree with him. So, all right. And I know that I know Jordan and I know this is one that he... He likes to hate on because it, you know, it has been so popular in some circles. Not sure. not because it, it hasn't been good for him, but he likes to be vocal about it because you sure. Know. I, I mean, I, I think a, a former um, host of a podcast, it's his favorite game, and I think he used to talk a lot of smack about it and oh. stuff. And I think that's uh, one of the other reasons. So, but, uh, yeah, that's a whole other, a okay. whole other thing there. <laughs> All so. right. righty. So, all right. So I'll read uh, Ryan Hipsman. So overall, I would rate Scythe a 2 on the punchboard scale. I had it for a while and played it around 10 games total, but lost interest over time. It's basically just a race and has a fairly substantial learning curve to be good at the game. It ended up being not enjoyable with new players, and for the group that plays regularly, there didn't feel like a ton to explore. I would actively avoid playing, but don't hate the game. Okay, that's fair. All right, well, I'm going to read... This is a new contributor to our guild, which we always welcome. Um, This is Adam M. He has a nice little 
Squirtle on his profile pic, which I highly approve. Anyway, he <laughs> says, the base game of Scythe is an interesting efficiency puzzle with lighter elements of area control. It can be a bit heads down in the early going with surprisingly quick de evolutions into player versus player conflicts in the late game it can be a bit samey after repeated plays of the same factions but still pretty fun especially with the variety of factions offered in the base game and expansions not a top 10 game for me but it's a lot of fun and is an interesting puzzle rated a five nice cool well thank you to all our contributors of our guild we're over at uh, 3227 on board game geek if you want to join and haven't yet we always uh, appreciate that we we do different things like, hey, what have you been playing of the month of, you know, October or that kind of stuff, too. So that's uh, that's fun. So please join in if you are so inclined to be part of the community. Guys, this was fun. Always is. That's right. I don't, I don't uh, it, like Richie said, <laughs> we hadn't seen each other, uh, so it felt like... Uh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah, usually like we have our, our, uh, our, we usually play every other week and yeah. uh, we didn't get to. And yeah, I think I just sat in Yeah, the what room did you do like last Thursday? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, mean, I was sad too. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, it was we're going through a kitchen pressing. remodel right now and it oh. is a nightmare. Mm. Oh, so. no. Mm. Do you, is I mean, there a lot of eating out right now? It's a lot of eating out or eating sandwiches and stuff like Because everything has <laughs> to be out of the kitchen. Now, luckily, wow. we're not doing the remodeling. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So, that's good at least. Yeah, okay. But, how long is it supposed to take for you? Uh, they're doing cabinets right now, so that's been two weeks. Oof. And then countertops and uh, painting and all that. Yeah, it's going to be the whole month of October. Oh, you're a good wow. man, Charlie Brown. But hey, we're not too far away from Major Steam Con. Uh, that's oh, I got my eye my mm. eye on the prize. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. That's yeah, going to be fun. I, I expect to see lots of photos, and I can't wait to hear about it. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm I pumped. Mean, yeah. You might keep hoping on those photos, but yep. All right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We'll, we'll get lots of good stuff in there. All right. Well, Punch Bunch, that's our cue to say thanks so much. We appreciate you. Please take care of yourselves and take care of each other. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. You know, October or that kind of stuff too. So that's uh, that's fun. So please join in if you uh, if you are on the computer. <laughs> Uh, say that again. Say, yeah. Let me. So I don't know. I don't know what that came from. I was thinking ahead and yeah. looking at the same time. So.